0: Welcome to the show, World Soccer Radio on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network, also coming to you live on Sirius XM. I'm your host, Nick Gieber. It is great to be with you. We have a lot to get to today. Champions League football, of course, part of the discussion, and we would be uh, obviously avoiding the big, big, big stories here uh, if we didn't talk about what's happening right now in the Premier League in terms of the race for the top four. The race for the top slot, well, that's done and dusted. Uh, No misconceptions there. Manchester City going to uh, run away with it. As I believe, in my heart of hearts, they might actually run away with an awful lot of silverware this year. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about how dominant Manchester City are. Let's talk about the difference between last season and this season. So much to get to. Find me on Twitter at Nick Geber, nickgeber. N-I-C-K-G-E-B-E-R. Facebook, facebook.com forward slash World Soccer Radio. I'm with you every Monday through Friday, 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 Eastern, then again, midnight Pacific, 3 a.m. on the East Coast for all you early birds on Sports Overnight America. Uh, we talk the beautiful game uh, daily <clears throat> because I know you want to. Well, because you're smart. I don't know what else to say. Yeah, it is a fun time. By the way, the Champions League is turning out to be very exciting. Uh, Liverpool have a small collapse in Madrid. I say small. I mean, an an unusual set of circumstances leads to a 3-1 defeat. Again, that away goal gives them plenty of hope. We've got so much to talk about. By the way, I'd like to welcome all of our men and women in uniform around the country and around the world listening to us on the American Forces Network, such a pleasure to chat with you. And if you're listening on one of our digital platforms, iHeartRadio, tune in the award-winning SiriusXM app. And of course, you have to have subscribed to our podcast at our podcast network, the Believe B L E A V podcast network. Uh, welcome, uh, welcome one, welcome all. Let's have a good time. Uh, we got a lot to talk about this hour. World Soccer Radio, Sports Byline Broadcast Network, Sirius XM, Chelsea Football Club. What a disappointing weekend last weekend, blowing wide open the race for the top four let's talk Chelsea let's talk and let's talk Leicester City Uh, let's talk Manchester United and down the other end of the table uh, let's talk uh, about Newcastle United just how awful is Steve Bruce as a manager Uh, let's talk Fulham West Brom Sheffield done and dusted so much to get to World Soccer Radio I'll be right back after this All right, well, the final four, March Madness, the NCAA National Championship is over. Baylor are the winner. Um, Disappointing, I would say, if you were a fan of Gonzaga. I think their performance was muted in the final, but I think that had to do with two or three things, and of those, one of them will relate as we get further on in the show. Um, It had to do with uh, having an off day, I think, the letdown of the incredible last second buzzer-beating, wasn't even last second by the way, last half a second buzzer-beating win against UCLA, uh, number one, I think I'll, uh, that sort of emotional high was almost their final. And then having to go and beat a good team like Baylor, I just think emotionally and mentally this team wasn't up for it. And they made a lot of mistakes. Of course, you have to give full credit to Baylor for an outstanding performance. Well, NCAA tournament behind us now, and guess what? If you are a sports better, you don't you don't need to scratch your head, wonder what's next, get confused. It's all there for you, folks. Listen, BetOnline.ag, your online sportsbook experts have everything that you need to completely fill up your sports betting Jones. Whether it's Champions League football, Europa League, Premier League, uh, Ligue 1, Syria you name it, they have it in the world of soccer, but obviously they've got all the sports as well. And you know what's coming up? A bunch of middle-aged men hitting a little white ball, a bunch of around the lawn. That's right, folks. The Masters is here. The green jacket time. It's upon us. And no better place for you to place a wager or two than at betonline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. Head over there right now, sign up, get 50% bonus. That's right. You heard me. 50% bonus on your first deposit at betonline.ag. Tell them Nick from World Soccer Radio sent you and have a little bit of fun. Actually, the point that I'm bringing up about Gonzaga and that emotional peak is very important and is actually i didn't just bring it up so i could talk about the final four Oh look i'm a ucla fan so i was devastated at that last second and i'm a ucla fan because i'm a graduate of ucla i am an official bruin uh so it was very tough for me to watch and very sad because I was really hopeful that UCLA were going to make the finals. But, you know, full credit to Gonzaga for that last half-second heroics. And they must have been on top of the bloody world, right? Getting back-to-back championships, fi- getting to the finals in a back-to-back years. It was an astounding achievement, but that letdown when you finally get to the big game and there are no fans there to fill you with that energy to take you over that emotional hump to drive you forward to success and of course Baylor well they had something to prove and they came out and proved it and uh, you saw the results now why am I bringing this up on a show entitled World Soccer Radio well of course sports fans are sports fans around the world and we don't just love the beautiful game we generally love all games right I know I know. I mean, look, I can sit and watch darts. I can sit and watch boxing. I can sit and watch, uh, you know, hockey and to a lesser degree, baseball and certainly basketball. I love love the basketball. Um, I'm not a huge fan of American football, but I'll watch it. You know, it's good. I'll tell you what, I am up for just about any sport with the exception of cornholing, because other than something that sounds awful that happens, you know, if you, if you should, uh, I don't know, don't even want to go there. But cornholing, it, it, it's just not good. The American Cornhole Champion, was that a Beavis and Butthead thing? Really? I know during the pandemic we created all sorts of new interest in these sort of niche sports, but cornholing? And I love these guys, they dress up in this athletic year like it really takes uh, you know, sort of internal power and stamina control. I mean, you've got your NBA super athletes, you've got the great athletes of the world playing the big games, and of course you have your cornhole athletes, because good lord, they got to keep their cornhole nicely and finely tuned at all times. I just think it's outrageously, lo- it's outrageous lunacy, but okay, to each their own, I say. Uh, so where was I going on this? Um, The bottom line on this is you get to that emotional peak and then pretty much anything that happens thereafter is a letdown. And it takes a village to quote a Hillary Clinton saying, and if you hate Hillary Clinton, you hate me now. I'm sorry, but I did quote her. It does take a village. It takes the village, it takes your supporters, it takes that 12th man to inject you uh, with that energy and remind you that your fans, your raison d'etre, requires your emotional commitment no matter how well you did in the last game or the last season. Now you can see where I'm going with this, right? So, case in point, Liverpool Football Club. A lot of people ask me who know me, who know I'm a lifelong Liverpool fan, who know I live and breathe and die Liverpool red. Obviously, we all bleed red, but, you know, (laughs) mine's Liverpool red. That's right. You know, what's going on with your club? What an absolute shocker. How can you go from first to worst? Not that they're worst, but you know what I mean. And I'm going to answer you very clearly and succinctly. I know exactly what's happening with Liverpool, and you can look back, and you can look back to last season, and you can say you can see the trend happening even last season. First things first. Here is here are the reasons the Liverpool Football Club is not running away with the league by what was it, uh, nine, eighteen points, which they won it by last season. If you recall last year, up to match day 27, Liverpool were unbeaten. They were first in the table from match day two. Their goals against was nothing short of spectacular. Let's go to the 24th of February. Last year, so a little bit more than a year ago, this incredible run that Liverpool had. Everybody really knew at that point. I mean, there was no chance anybody was catching Liverpool. With 11 games left in the season, it was done. And what happened after that? Well, all of a sudden, you started to see some wobbles. A 3-0 away loss to Watford. A nil nil, Merseyside Derby, although you know the derbies are always a bit questionable. They got tonked away 4 0 at the Etihad against City. Remember that 1 1 at home against Burnley? And finally getting beat two one away at the Emirates by Arsenal. And you could say, all right, so it was three it was three losses they're three losses they're three draws on the season and excuse me uh, that first loss was you know against united uh, the draw against united back in in early doors so at the point that they knew they had finally overcome that history of failure in the league, and that the, the title was theirs once again. They had reached the promised land. You know what? That emotional... Yeah, they, they, they kind of kept that edge because they knew they had to finish out the season and finish out the season relatively strong, which they did. But it no longer kind of mattered if you lost a game here or there or if you drew one instead of 1-1. They weren't looking to set any records. They were just looking to bring home the silverware. Once they'd done it, the kind of emotional letdown. Now, I would suggest to you that if there had been fans in the stadium, the fans would have been driving the team on. And then you come to this year, where the first three matches, things started out pretty well for Liverpool. And then Sunday, the 4th of October 2020, a date which will live in football infamy, they lost 7-2 to away at Villa Park. All right, let's pick this story up on the other side of the break because I am going somewhere with this. Be right back. World Soccer Radio. All right, welcome back to the show, World Soccer Radio. Nick Gieber with you here on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network and Sirius XM as well as our podcast network, the Believe. Oh. That was interesting, guys. Well done. <laughs> as well as our podcast network, the Believe Podcast Network. Well, folks, it's time to make your outdoor experiences better with Canon. Canon sunglasses. They're made exclusively with polarized lenses for optimal clarity. They're made with Japanese optics. Look, this makes their lenses clearer, lighter, stronger, and then they've got those wonderful Italian hard-crafted frames that are literally impossible to scratch. Use the exclusive code CANONCAST, kaenoncast one CANONCAST15 at canon.com. K-A-E-N-O-N.com to receive 15% off your first pair. That's CanonCast15. Canon, clearly better, and clearly you need to head over there right now and get yourself 15% off your first order. Love saving money. Really do. For me, it just makes me feel all warm and comfy. All right, where were we before the break? Uh, Oh, by the way, before I get back to Liverpool and... My explanation, and it's a very good explanation, honestly, for why their season has degenerated into disappointment and a race to just to make a championship spot. Before we get there, I have to, a little personal information, probably TMI for many of you, but I had uh, on the 27th of March, my second COVID shot. Uh, It was a, uh, which one did I get? I got the, uh, I got the Pfizer-BioNTech, I got the first shot beginning of March on the 6th, I got the second one on the 21st, I want to say, and uh, the 10 days or so has long elapsed, and I'm pleased to tell everybody I am fully uh, immunized now from COVID. The reason I bring this up, people, is because I'm going to be totally honest with you. Number one, you must get this shot. Don't put it off. Don't claim you don't. That you maybe don't need it. You know, from from what I know, and I have many friends that are physicians. This disease will manifest itself in many different ways with you. Some people have it and barely notice it. Some people get violently ill. Some people recover. Some people have, have uh, don't really fully recover from it and have lingering symptoms. Uh, you you know what I mean? It, it's just it's like. It's a gamble you don't need to take. And you know me, I love to gamble. But there's smart gambling and then there's just stupid gambling. Gambling by not taking the vaccine is just stupid. And I will be complete, full disclosure with you, I got pretty sick after getting the second shot no, I wasn't dying. I wasn't rolling around the floor. I wasn't, you know, exuding uh, uh, bodily fluids from every orifice of my body. No, nothing like that. I just felt like, you know, like that blah feel. I was, And I was super tired for like two or three days. Had a little fever, super tired, just felt blah. That was a side effect of the vaccine. And, you know, I've had a lot of vaccinations in my life and none of them, quite frankly, have ever given me any form of side effect. Oh, and I had a little bit of a sore arm. So this one definitely, you know, packs a little tiny bit of a kicker. But, you know, I like to think the kicker that I had was well worth the price of not getting COVID and not knowing whether you're going to get it and not know it or get it and die. So... I know I've taken up a couple of minutes, two, three minutes of our beloved show here talking to you about the vaccine, but do me a favor. It's free. It's out there. It's available now. Go ahead. Get the vaccine. Don't play roulette with your life or the life of those people around you. And we all want to get back to work. I would love to go to Anfield and cheer on my team and give them what they're missing. But until enough people are vaccinated, we can't do that. So the quicker, the more people, the faster you get vaccinated, the faster we put this evil beastie to bed and we can all get on with our lives. And okay, so let's get back to it. So I was talking about that emotional high. I mean, you've all had this, right? Something fabulous happens to you. And you live in the moment, and then there's just the next day, there's just kind of that, oh, you know, where do I go from here? What could possibly be better than what happened? And it takes that sometimes that external motivation to push you to get back to it with the same joy and verve and vigor that you had before. And again, I have evidence of this in the Premier League. So after Liverpool last year, around February, had obviously clearly, you know, wrapped that bad boy up. They took their foot off the gas. They no longer cared if they did. They conceded a goal here or there. They no longer really cared if they dropped a point here or there because no one was catching them. Title was theirs. The boogeyman had been put to rest. And they move on. And that is precisely what they did. And then this season starts, and the first three games, are, you know, they're okay. And then, boom, they get dismantled by seven goals, by uh, and concede seven goals against Aston Villa. You know, the foot just came off the gas. It was like, oh, three games unbeaten, we're on a roll, we're back to normal, everybody's scared of us, you know. We're going to win because because we're going to win because we show up, right? Well, I'll tell you something. When you play in front of forty thousand screaming Liverpool fans, and the cop is heaving and singing and waving banners, you don't get to take your foot off the gas after three matches. And when your star player, your centre-back, the glue that holds it together, gets injured, and the manager starts rotating players around and trying to make it happen, the p- the, the pressure on those players isn't just internal, it's external. It's not pleasing the manager, it's pleasing 42,000 fans day in and day out at the stadium. And in order to overcome that lack of external pressure requires internal strength and a manager who can motivate his players to perform at that level without the 12th man. That is absolutely what we're not seeing with Liverpool Football Club. This season has been an absolute disgrace. For a team that was, what, the champion by 18 points last season, that scared teams into submission before the game had even started... to give up seven goals against Aston Villa, what, your fourth or fifth match into the season, you are going to lose that edge. The way you come back from that is to knock in 10 goals the next game against whoever it is you're playing. Well, they didn't do that. The fans weren't there. This is why Liverpool have been affected, because they are mentally weak, and their manager, who I love, is not able to motivate them. He is not able to make up for the lack of the 12th man. Now look, this may mean that Liverpool are indeed one of the best supported clubs in the world, which we know they are. And it further emphasises the importance of of you as a Liverpool fan to continue to be fanatical and emotional and passionate about your t- your team because when you are gone when you are out of the equation you can see no matter how good the lineup is on paper your team can melt into mediocrity in just a couple of games and that is what has happened to Liverpool On the other hand take a look at Manchester City Everybody was shocked at their season last season. They won nothing Well, they won the League Cup. I mean, other than that, they didn't win any of the big stuff. It was Champions League or bust. Well, it was bust. And then it was Premier League or bust. Well, then it was bust. And you know how they responded? By being one of the most consistently outstanding teams in global football. They came back this year. That's what they've been. And that is a testament to their gut. That is a testament to their fortitude. That is a testament to Pep Guardiola because these guys remember the bitter taste of defeat. These guys remember the flavor of disappointment of last season. They don't need to have a stadium of screaming fans to get them motivated. Who is responsible for that? Where does the responsibility for that lie? I'm going to say it right now. I love Jurgen Klopp, fabulous manager. I hope he stays at Liverpool for 10 years. But you know what? In the managerial comparison race, I'm going to, get to tell you Pep Guardiola has shown me things that I don't think Jurgen Klopp is capable of doing. And By the way, we saw this at Dortmund as well. Love to know what you think. Find me on Twitter at Nick Eber, nickgeber n i c k g e b e r. Facebook, Facebook.com forward slash World Soccer Radio. Do you agree with me? Anyway, this season I fully predict City going to take a lot of silverware, including I'm pretty sure that cup with the big ears. Be right back after this. Right, welcome back. World Soccer Radio presented by betonline.ag. I'm your host, Nick Eber. Great to be with you. Ah, Gigantor from the Dickies. Uh, one of my favorite uh, early sort of 80s, late 70s punk bands. Uh, kind of punk with a fun twist to it uh, from L.A. And I bring that up because yesterday I, was, I watched with my 12-year-old uh, by the way, my 12-year-old is not like a normal 12-year-old, okay? This is a kid that's five 5'10", 165 pounds, and he just turned 12. <laughs> you know. Uh, but, you know, he still has the, the brain of a 12-year-old. He just turned 12-year-old. So we sat together and watched uh, Kong versus what? Godzilla versus Kong on uh, HBO, a Warner Brothers film that was released straight to streaming. Anyway, uh, yeah, it was stupid film, but fun. I don't usually, as I've gotten older, I've gotten so much more cynical, and uh, I have such less tolerance for sort of popcorn movies, Uh, but that was definitely one of them, but it was fun, it was a stupid film, enjoyable though, and so I thought I would uh, play a little Gigantor from the Dickies for you. All right, let's get back to it. So... Talking about Manchester City, talking about Liverpool, talking about that sort of emotional roller coaster ride and the lack of emotional strength that I think Liverpool have shown. And it's not just this season, OK? I mean, let's be honest. It is from the point in which they suffered their first defeat last season onwards. And yes, the injuries have been terrible. Uh, injuries to Van Dijk. Uh, you know, and Gomez have been catastrophic to have injuries to your two centre-backs. But I'm going to tell you that you just got to look at the top of the table at how Manchester City handled that. When they had defensive problems, the forwards scored. When the forwards were having issues putting the ball in the back of the net, the defence stood up, didn't let in a goal. And that is, I mean, when you look at it, that is a Baylor-like performance over the course of a season. Uh, It it was just super impressive. Because they didn't want to eat that humble pie of not winning again. They're going to win this year, clearly, the Premier League. They're going to win the League Cup. They are going to win the FA Cup I predict a domestic treble easily. The question is, is it going to be an earth-shattering quadruple? And yes, I believe Manchester City are going to win four trophies this year and set new records for that haul of... They're going to hoover up, vacuum up all the available silverware. I think this team is that good. I think this team is that galvanized. I think this team... Has that ability to do that, and when you look around at the Real Madrids, uh, at the uh, uh, at the uh, Bayern Munichs, at the PSGs, at the Liverpools and the Chelseas, Portos, you know, I, I just I just don't see anybody. I just have 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 trouble seeing the consistency. And the spinal strength, and I don't mean like spinal, like they got strong backs. I mean, literally, the strength of the spine of Man City, who clearly, year in and year out, maybe with the exception of last year, show that they have one of the best spines in in, in football. And to think that this is going to be the swan song for Aguero at City... I mean, all of these pieces come together, folks. If you are a betting man or woman, as I like to have a little punt now and then, you—if uh, there, you, you know—you can head over to betonline.ag and have them for the quadruple. I don't know what it pays. I'll have to give betonline a call or check the website. But that is a bet I think you might not be remiss in making. All right. Uh, so once again the I would say it's a city love fest, but you know funnily enough as a Liverpool supporter there are certain teams that just irritate the pants off me. Uh, Manchester City are not one of those teams. They're just they're just not one of those teams. There's something about this team first of all, if you don't have, if you don't admire this team, then you, you're just not into f- football. Uh, I mean, even when a guy like, you know, Raheem Sterling League leaves them. Liverpool for City, uh, you know, I just, I, I can't, I just, I, I love to watch Raheem Sterling. I, I, you know, this whole team, Aguero, Jesus. Uh, yeah, I have nothing against them whatsoever. By the way, Phil Foden with a big goal in the Champions League. Everybody's popping up and making it happen, right? But when you look at the Premier League right now, we know the top position is done. United have had also, by the way, one of those seasons. And I really haven't spoken much about United here, but you know they've had one of those seasons as well. where I think the uh, ignominy of mediocrity has had run its course. And I think United saw what could happen. And I'm talking about like last season. Remember, they lost, there there was that 1-1 against Liverpool and they were all the way down at mid-table. And I think from that point onwards, this team and that manager realized and remembered who they were and where they were playing for. I I really mean that. I know it sounds stupid, okay? And they did finish third last season. Don't forget that. So they have managed to kick on from last season. And that's to their credit. In third position, we have Leicester City. Brendan Rodgers has done a fabulous job with this club. The reason he has done such a good job, well, he's obviously got a small squad, well gelled, um, well, you know, his. His system; they're used to him. Uh, He he plays them to their maximum capability. They are a little bit overly uh, exposed to Jamie Vardy, but you know that's what happens when you have one player that makes an impact like that. What Leicester City have done is fantastic, by the way, because they have lost games to okay West Ham. They did lose to Villa. They lost to Liverpool. Uh, They did lose to Fulham. Uh, They lost to Everton. Uh, They did lose to Leeds. they lost to Arsenal, and they lost to City. So a couple of anomalies in there with teams that they absolutely should have beaten. But on the whole, that's consistency. That is reliability. Um, Brendan Rodgers has that club beating the teams they should beat. And when you are consistent like that, you will rise in the table, particularly when a lot of the giants around you are falling. Let's go down to the fourth place. By the way, we're going to talk about what's coming up this weekend because there are some whoppers in the top four here. Absolute whoppers. And there is one team that is going to really have an opportunity this weekend, and that's Liverpool. This match against Villa is huge. I'll explain it why. We'll get more to it as we get towards Friday and we start to do uh, our match day preview. But uh, suffice to say, uh, United are playing Tottenham at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium on Sunday. Leicester City are playing West Ham in London on Sunday. Chelsea Crystal Palace that will be a tough game we talked about Tottenham Man United and f- Liverpool of playing Villa at Anfield It is possible if Leicester and West Ham play to a draw It was it is possible Liverpool will be just one point behind them I think Chelsea will beat Palace but you just don't know in Roy Hodgson's Palace they've been so awful as of late coming off that draw against Everton and then the loss against Tottenham 4-1 draws against United and Fulham uh, just a really uninspiring team on the other hand Chelsea have been so strong under Thomas Tuchel lost 5-2 to the worst second worst team in the league at Stamford Bridge is that their 7-2 moment when it all starts to go little pear-shaped for Chelsea. After Tuchel has turned the club around after replacing Frank Lampard. I think I'm asking more questions than I'm answering here. But it's possible. But this is a huge, huge weekend for top four implications for those Champions League spots in the Premier League. What I want to do now is to go down the other end of the table, though. And look at the bottom four. West Brom, huge win. Gives them hope, but not too much. 21 points. They have won two in the last five. They beat Chelsea and they beat Brighton. They got a big match against Southampton at home. And, you know, Southampton up and down. You just don't know with Southampton. They are coming off that win against Burnley, but, you know, that could be an opportunity. Fulham have a difficult game against Wolves, but to be fair, this Wolves team, nothing like the Wolves team of last season. They will survive, just barely. But it has been, what, five games, five matches without a win? Two points out of five? That's pretty disappointing. So Fulham could get a point, although they've lost three in a row. And then you have Newcastle United, the dullest team in the league, playing with the dullest manager, with the least vision, the least drive, the least ability to motivate his troops. A sort of the blue label. You remember when everything was like generic, it was called blue label? Steve Bruce is the blue label manager of football. This team is in big trouble. If Fulham can do the very possible and get three points off of Wolverhampton Wanderers, who, as I mentioned, have been pretty awful actually of late, I don't see Newcastle getting points off of Burnley. This is a team that scored four goals in five matches. Newcastle are going to find themselves in the relegation zone here if they don't do something and do something quickly. What can they do? I don't know. It's too late for a new manager, right? Now, I will keep in mind that Fulham have that Newcastle have a game in hand on Fulham and that's to their benefit. But still They are in real danger of relegation. That will be the next managerial change Steve Bruce is going to go and hopefully not return to the Premier League because I, for one, am absolutely sick of him. He is just boring, boring Brucey. At least Unki Roy, Roy Hodgson, you know, occasionally has a bit of personality. But even then, Roy Hodgson, Steve Bruce... These are anachronisms. These are managers of the past. You look at the modern managers that we have right now. The Guardiolas, the Klopp's, the Brendan Rodgers, the Thomas Tuchel's. Yes, the Ole Gunnar Solskjaer. I think he has done a fabulous, fabulous job. Ancelotti, I mean, just take a look at some of the managers we have in the Premier League, and you look at a Bruce or a, or a, you know, Roy Hodgson, and you're like, why? All right, I've got to go to break. I'll be right back to wrap it up. World Soccer Radio. I'm Nick Giber. Had a little bit of a chin wag uh, today. It's been fun. Be right back after this. <laughs> All right, uh, welcome back, World Soccer Radio, presented by BetOnline.ag. I'm with you Monday through Friday, 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 Eastern. Then again, midnight Pacific, 3 a.m. on the East Coast for all you uh, late-nighters listening on Sports Overnight America. Look, uh, it is great to bring you this show, and there is so much to talk about, but so much about what happens in sport, whether it's uh, Liverpool in the uh, Premier League, whether it's Man City in the Premier League and the Champions League and every other bloody piece of silverware out there right now. Is the same whether you're looking at that or you're looking at gonzaga's collapse whether you're looking i mean whatever you're looking at emotion it's that intangible that is so important in sport and when you're betting on sport hopefully at our presenting sponsor betonline.ag you know you you can't just look at x's and o's maybe just maybe baseball Um, maybe just maybe baseball is more of a uh, X's and O's type of statistical sport uh, than any other. But you have to look at the emotional aspect of sport. And when you take the fans out of the equation, you get all sorts of really unusual things happening. Again, We've been seeing it all around sport. And that is what makes it so interesting. And that what makes us fans of the game. Find me on Twitter at Nikiba, N I C K G E B E R. Facebook is Facebook.com forward slash World Soccer Radio. And if you miss any part of this show, you're in luck. Because all you have to do is to go to our podcast network, the Believe, B L E A V, the Believe podcast network. And you can find all the old shows and get notified in an automatic download every time we do a new show here, which is Monday through Friday. So lots of new content for you, for your iPad or your phone or your iPod or your bimbo or whatever it is you use. Take you to the gym. Listen to it in the car. Go to the loo and listen to me. (laughs) Oh, God, that sounds awful. All right, I'll speak to you tomorrow. Cheers. Have a good one. Enjoy the football.